Hey, beautiful peeps. This is Olivia from Bolivia. Thank you for joining today. Today, Austin and I, my super stud boyfriend, are having a good conversation about the false sense of control and also the false sense of freedom. And by false, we just want to share with you kind of his take on how he used to see freedom, having all these options available to him and just being able to pick and choose as we go and how that was his uh, reality last year and what how that has evolved for him and where we are standing now looking forward to 2020. And in my case, I want to share with you my sense of uh, or my false sense of control and wanting to constrict things and put them into my own little container of like, oh, this should happen in this way and that way in, in this time frame and how that wasn't servicing me. And I'll give you some examples of what I went through in life and how that opened up for me. And so by the end of this uh, this episode, hopefully you can take some tools that you can implement to help you and get clear as to what it is that you want in life. And once you know what you want in life and that creates a template for you and a system for you to move forward, why is that important? Why is it that you want to experience this or that? Why is it that you want to grow in this direction or that direction? And also what are those contributions that you want to have and why are those meaningful and important to you? So hopefully you get a lot of juice from this episode and yeah, stick around because we have a lot of great content coming up in the next episodes as well. Much love. Take care. Love and light. So we are in December and Olivia and I had a conversation today. It was so cool. I've never had a conversation like this with one of my partners and we we're talking about planning out 2020 where I want to be, where she wants to be physically in the world, what these places mean to us, why it's so important for us to be there, and then what it means for us to actually be there. Because a lot of the times, the number one thing to being successful is just knowing what you want and being clear. And I think, at least for me, in 2018 or or up until now, the hardest part of my life has been, I don't know what I want. People always ask, Oh, so you quit this job? Yeah, I didn't like it. I didn't. I didn't want that. Oh, what do you want? Oh, if I knew that, I wouldn't be doing it, right? So that's been the hardest part for me, all the way up until this point in my life. And finally, at least on my end, Olivia, I'm taking charge and defining clearly what I want, because that's what's going to get me freedom. I think in in the past, I've said that freedom for me or how I've thought has been freedom momentarily in each of my moments. Since I don't have any schedule, I don't have any plans. I can choose whatever I want. And to me, that was freedom. That's what I thought I wanted. Freedom to me was booking a one-way ticket to Copenhagen and then backpacking for five weeks around Europe with no accommodation and with no flights or trains or form of transportation anywhere. I had no idea. And to me, that was freedom. But when I came back to the States, I realized that was dangerous, not in, not Not as in uh, high risk, high reward, although it was rewarding and exciting, but that kind of freedom is not the kind of freedom I'm looking for. I'm looking for the freedom to preemptively decide what I want so that my decision-making power doesn't have to go into scramble mode on a day-to-day basis. So these are my values really for, for 2020, and this is how I'm shifting my perspective and moving toward freedom and shifting from what I thought freedom was what freedom really is to me. Do you want to tell me a little bit about what you're looking forward to? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. But first, I want to say, like, it, it does sound, I mean, it makes sense to me because, I, and I, I do teach yoga, I work with energy. And that just sounds to me mm-hmm. like a lot of wasted mental energy to have to day to day figure out, oh, you know, like, uh, what's this thing that whirls in the wind called? A tumbleweed. A tumbleweed. Exactly. <laughs> that thing just going here and there, you know, being taken, as opposed to owning your decision-making process and then shifting and moving your your life in the direction that you want it to go as opposed to like I said just going waking up and not knowing where you're going to be and where you're going to go so that it could seem as freedom but it is a waste of of energy in my in my perspective in my perception so for me a core value for 2020 um, that I want to keep in mind is trust trusting and surrender and this has been a theme in my life, this idea of a uh, false sense of control in life, you know, oh, I know exactly what I want and how I want it and when I want it. And it's going to happen, you know, this way and that way. For me, it's this 2020, I am very much focusing on trusting the process of life to to develop in its own time. So with that comes patience. And also the trust also for me comes back to trusting myself, trusting my skills, my abil- my abilities, my capacity, and trusting that I, I, you know, I have the ability to discern and to move as I see adequate. So when things arise, I will adapt and choose and continue to follow this process, um, therefore staying truthful to what it is that I want. If that Does that make sense? Yeah, it sounds like the exact opposite of what I was experiencing in my life. My my freedom is I want to have no plans. I want to have no directions. And it sounds like you're, what you're going for is now I am going to be okay with having no plans as opposed to I want to exactly, have everything planned yeah. out. And I was reading a book re- recently. Well, kind of, I didn't finish it if I'm very honest, but it's called <laughs> Curious. Uh, and I will let you guys know later the author, I forgot, but it, they talk about, this book talks about being open to the unknown to this concept that, you know, we want things again in our own time and how we want them. And we want to to kind of constrict things in our own way of seeing things. But who's to say that that is even the most that you could get out of a situation? When if we allow for the process to unravel naturally, then life might give us even more than what we asked for initially, because our minds are limited. Don't forget, you know, we, we can only see ahead only a little bit further you know as when you're driving late at night you can only see ahead as far as your headlights go but then the road is really long right so if you trust again and surrender to the process of life opening up to you you know once you have defined again as you started the podcast once you have defined where it is that you want to go why it is important to you then you trust surrender and this gives you again it saves you of energy of trying to be in control so you mm. allow that energy to just flow naturally and you just trust that you are in the right time and at the right place and doing the right things and showing up in life, showing up the best that you can with to the best of your capacity and abilities and that things will work out on their own. Mm. And what you said, why are these things important? I think so many mm, personal development people say, make you know, have a why that makes you cry, have a, a the strong enough why that really drives your mission, drives your brand, drives your company, drives your whole life forward. And yeah, I think this is important, but I think it's, uh, I want to challenge that a little bit or maybe take a different perspective. So 
maybe this is my contrarian worldview. We had a, a at, at Mind Valley yesterday, we had a branding session with Jeffrey Perlman, who is the, the former CMO of Zumba, and Vision, who's the founder of Mind Valley. They had a conversation on branding and, and how, how to develop a personal brand and what brands mean. And I got a chance to chat with Jeffrey afterward. And I said, Jeffrey, how can, how can a brand or a company really rally a community around an idea? And one of Jeffrey's ways to do that was to have a contrarian worldview. And he said, what is it that you strongly believe that most of the rest of society or the rest of the world disagrees with? So maybe this is my contrarian view is that, yes, you must have a why that's very strong. But I think having clarity on what you want is even more important. And this is, I don't know how I'm going to test it or measure it, but this is what I'm going to try in 2020 is to define what I want. And then when I define what that is, why is it important for me to have that first? So I can't just say, okay, um, okay, for me to go to uh, Europe was important for me because mm-hmm. I wanted to explore the world and right. and tell myself, right. you know, show myself that I could actually do it. But before I could say, I want to prove to myself that and show that I can do something and and find myself and discover myself what was it that was going to be the vehicle for me to do that? So maybe this year going into uh, planning these events, Mm -hmm. I think planning and finding what you want first is going to be important. So if, if we're going to get into that, I think that's a good, a good way to go because I think um, I was just telling you that I listened to revisionist history, the podcast by Malcolm Gladwell. Mm -hmm. It's phenomenal. And what I really appreciate it is the, the aspect of storytelling and you can talk about concepts all day long, but unless you can back it up with stories, mm-hmm. you know, some of this, some of this information might be lost. So going into this, looking into the future, what is it that you want? Right. Right. And it's very interesting because um, as Austin was sharing with all of you guys, is that today we redid, we rewrote our three MIQ's most important questions, which is an exercise that Vision presents um, at Mind Valley, and it's a very strong uh, and powerful exercise that you guys can do as well. Uh, and it it um, it you write down your contributions, your goals, and your experiences that you want to have. I think. So um, what is it? It's a uh... Experience growth. Yeah, growth, correct. The experiences that you want to have, the growth, and how you want to contribute back to your... Mm -hmm. Should we take that again? No. Okay, cool. (laughs) (laughs) Siri Siri heard... uh, Siri's awake. Siri heard experience growth, and she thought it was Siri growth. (laughs) She started looking up economic growth. Wait, she's always (laughs) listening. Good. So, yeah, going back to what we were saying, experience, growth, and contributions. Mm -hmm. So, again, going back to what you were mentioning just now, Mm -hmm. like being clear on what is it that I want to experience? What is it that how how exactly? What are the areas that I want to grow in? And what are the contributions that I want to to give back to my community, to the people around me, the people I love? Then once you become clear, then you can ask a higher order question as to, okay, why is that important to me? Right. So for me, for example, um, 
you know, it's, it's touching the lives of people through yoga, through mindfulness, through sharing my story and what I've been through. And why is this important? Because, you know, I feel like this is empowering because when I used to live in Bolivia, I felt very disempowered. And through my journey and experience of learning these tools and going through all the transformation that throughout all these years I've been through, like really, truly molding myself and changing and questioning myself and my, my limiting beliefs, then I, I have learned. I have a system in place that I can now share with people to help them, a system that will allow them to also go through a transformative process to help them go from a victim mentality to a fully on responsible mentality that allows you to then feel like you are in control of your life. So yeah, the what is important and then going deeper into the why, I think that so, will give you that leeway to asking why is that important to me? If you ever work with a coach, if the coach immediately in your first session t says, what's your why? That's a huge question. You're like, what the hell, man? Like, <laughs> I hired you to get me somewhere, not to make me feel like super stumped. Exactly. Um, but I think uh, more more skillfully, the more coaches that I have worked with uh, currently, like actually Bill Gahan is coaching me right now. And I think he's a fantastic resource that he's, um, uh, he's a coworker of mine. He's on my team. And we sit down and we talk about what are the things that are important. And then I say things and he says, okay, now why is that important to you? But if I didn't say the what first, then we would have no traction. Exactly. We would have nowhere to go. Exactly. So looking forward, it's after, after we did our three MIQs and looked at the experiences that we want and the, how we want to grow and how we want to give back to the community and to the world in this year, the first thing that I think we're both very clear on is traveling mm -hmm. and attending events. For me, it's important that e these conferences or events are hubs for high energy. There are people gathering in communities around some idea or they're rallying around some concept or some, some big why. Okay. It's like, yes, this is the why, but in order to do that, we have to have a what first, mm -hmm. I think. And, uh, so some of the conferences let's use, for example, in February, Grant Cardone is hosting his, I think fourth or fifth 10 X growth con. And this year it's in Las Vegas. And I would love to go to that. And I would love Olivia to be there with me. And this is, so this is the what, this is something clear that I'm intending and I'm desiring. Mm -hmm. Correct. So it's not like, okay, uh, it would be nice or maybe nice if, to, you know, if things were to align and if we, yeah. So instead of putting the limiting beliefs in front of the what we just stated as a fact, like, you know, this is what I want. Mm -hmm. And then from there we move backwards, right? Mm -hmm. And we figure mm -hmm. out what are the steps that need to happen? What are the things that need to be in place in order for us to make that happen? Mm -hmm. And therein lies your freedom, knowing mm -hmm. that that mm -hmm. is of importance to you, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's the the what. Okay, 10X conference is the what. And why would that be important for us? Well, it would be important for us because that would mean Olivia has her US visa. That would mean that we've made it to that side of the world. Going to the 10X con in at the end of February would mean that we're able to afford that kind of luxury, these kind of travels. Um, it would probably also mean that we have worked our career into allowing us to do that. And we've probably maneuvered whatever we wanted in our work to actually support our growth. Correct. So by having this 
what already available, we can now work backwards and say, why is this important? Identify those things that make it important, the visa, the affordability, and then we can work back and say, okay, how are we going to do that? Okay, now we have to. Now we have some processes. Now we have some tactics that we can go about and make make these these lists of things that we need to tackle. Absolutely. And Reagan Helier, she is an amazing healer, um, and she's in Solvana. And in her in her course, Manifesting Financial Abundance, she talks and mentions uh, your future self. So there is a practice, and obviously, I'm not going to tell you all about it. You can go and check it out yourself. You can check out her master class; it's really good. But uh, she talks about inviting into your present um, into your present moment this future self and you really go deep into the details of how would you be experiencing yourselves uh, yourself how who would you be surrounded by how would you be dressing how would you even smell how would you hold yourself and how would you walk and w- how would you talk to people and in doing that you get to experience that and bring it into your now so again, as you're saying, if we already envision ourselves, you know, surrounded through in, in these communities with all this high energy and all these people, then there are higher chances that we're going to move resources of ours, energy, time, money, um, and work towards getting that and making that happen. Yeah. And there's this concept of, of this future self. I'm so glad that you brought that up. I've, I've done these exercises before where basically ask yourself, would future Austin do this? Mm-hmm. Or what would future Austin do? Or it was millionaire Austin when I was first starting out in my personal growth journey. And I would look around my house and my house would always be spotless because I had this, this image of what millionaire Austin would do. Would he have a messy room? No, his bed would always be made. Mm-hmm. And there would always be a book on the nightstand instead of a ashtray. And there would never be beer cans in the, in the trash. There would be tea bags. So these kind of things that basically the decisions are already made for me because I'm looking ahead and saying, what is it that this person does? Not why are they, you know, why are they like that first? But it's, I think the, the data points are much easier to track when they're visible and when they're objective. So this is what, for me, there's, there's lots of this lofty, lofty stuff, lofty self-help, but it's really, difficult, I think, to ground it. And that's why I think it's important for us to say, yes, it's it's wonderful to have a why that makes you cry, but let's start working on the things that can move our life forward and start to make progress. And then we can, once we have something on the ground, once we have paint on the oil on the canvas, then we can start to blend and get different shades and, and kind of manipulate and move to where we want to go. Exactly. Yeah. I think people are too... Um, yeah. to paralyzed by right. all the options that are out there. Exactly. Analysis paralysis. You know what? I used, yeah. to, I, I used to teach art uh, years back in Bolivia and throughout Vietnam as well. And I think that there's nothing more paralyzing. And I've tried it. I've mm. tested it with my students. It's just giving them a blank canvas or a blank sheet of paper. And you just say, create. And oh my God, you think that you're giving them the utmost freedom. And instead you are giving them such a big problem because people then the mind starts to go crazy. Like, is this correct? Is this right? Is this wrong? Like, should I do this? Oh my God, I can do this, but also I could do that. Should I use yellow? Should I use red? So option paralysis is exactly what I observed. Mm -hmm. Whereas when you give them like a certain framework within to, you know, to get them started, then creativity expands from there. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So therein lies the freedom. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So 
a, a big part of my life before this was basically, I didn't know who I was. I don't know who I want to be. I don't know what I want to do. This is all. Sounds like a lot of people. It out sounds there. like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It sounds like most of the adolescents that we know and most of the people who are in high school or, or even in, even through university. So a big part of my mission, I think is to help help younger people yeah. figure out that it's okay to be curious and exactly. kind of help them reduce the confusion in their life because there's tons of it. And a lot of it is because there's so much, so many options. Yeah. And even now more so with social media, like people get into the comparison game, right? Like, mm. oh, this person, and should mm. I be doing what my friend is doing or not? And, and yeah, too many options oftentimes, you know, ends up in that so, sort of sense of, uh, Yeah, just nervousness and anxiety, mm -hmm. I would say, mm -hmm. even more so. I have so many options. Oh, my gosh, I'm so free to choose whatever I want. is actually debilitating. Uh, I think his name is Barry Schwartz. He has a TED Talk. I forget, the, I forget the name of the TED Talk, but we will link it in the show notes. But Barry Schwartz, he talks about his back in the day when he was choosing jeans for himself. He was like, there was one pair of jeans. It was the jeans. <laughs> it was just the one. And he goes, I went to buy a new pair of jeans, and there was all different kinds and shapes and sizes and You know, I, I went in there and I picked a pair of jeans and I walked out and they were the best fitting pair of jeans. They didn't feel like cardboard like the pair of jeans does. <laughs> But there was some sort of feeling that, oh, maybe I could have found a better one. Right. Maybe there's something better the out there. The grass is greener. Yes, syndrome. the grass is greener syndrome. So I think what we're talking about to bring it back to the concepts of, of freedom and control is if we were to say, okay, we want to be in Vegas in February for 10X. We want to be mm, in at Coachella in uh, wherever Coachella is in California <laughs> in, in April. And we want to be at Mind Valley University in Amsterdam in July. July. Yeah. And then what was the other one? Um, the Phoenix or something or Amsterdam dance event, which happens in October mm -hmm. or um, the CMX summit. Right. It, which is in California. So if we can staple down these four, five, six events, mm -hmm. then this is like, okay, that now that decision has been made and the, the rest opens up. Yeah. Exactly. Well, we, now, now we've cut out our options. So by selecting one option, it actually opens up the freedom more to what we can do in the time between these different events. These are anchors yeah. that now in the time between we have the freedom to create whatever we want in order to make it happen instead right. of trying to make something happen now we're like okay this is what needs to happen exactly. and it's anchored but now we can get creative and now we can be free to manipulate and and mold the world however we want it in order exactly. for us to get to where we need to go you have mentioned two beautiful concepts of grounding and mm. anchoring and i i think that this is a practice that like we don't do enough of is just grounding what it is we want and anchoring it down so that then we can have a north, a true north. Else we are just going again, like just, you know, with the wind, wherever it takes us. And then how is that empowering? I think not. Right? So, mm -hmm. exactly. Yeah. Yeah, good stuff. So the first thing to do is to figure out what it is you want. And I think a lot of a lot of people and what I've done in the past is my ego has taken over and say, whatever I want, I have to create. Mm -hmm. I have to create my own event. Mm -hmm. I have to create my own job description. I have to make my own business. The easiest way, if you're looking for something, what is it do I want? Look at what other people want. This is something that Olivia and I had talked about 
uh, earlier is is to give in and say, okay, it's okay for me to not be a rebel. There's a reason why there are tourists. Huh. I used to hate tourists. Like, oh, I will never be a tourist. Even me freaking going to Europe and being a backpacker, literally being a tourist everywhere I went, if I would bump into somebody, be like, oh, stupid tourist. Like, ugh. And it's like such an interesting self-aware reflection mm-hmm. to look back and say, wow, there's a reason why so many people are here and there's a reason why I'm here. And if I would just give in to that right. and say, okay, I would probably enjoy myself much more. Yeah, and it absolutely goes hand in hand to this idea of control, right? Because there is resistance in control. Why? Because you need to have things in your head, in your mind. The story is like, it needs to be my way or the highway, right? Mm. As opposed to, okay, I trust, I surrender, and with a sense of curiosity, open up to perhaps a different reality than the way that you perceive things would go, you know, would would act or would, would you know, open up. So, yeah, for example, for me, years years back, moving from Malaysia to Thailand, like that symbolized the scariest thing that I could do because Malaysia had been my home for five years. So I was very settled. I had my car, I had my apartment. It was perfectly fine. My plants and everything. Uh, Siri also talked to me back then. Now she's (laughs) kind of upset at me. Um, But uh, yeah. And then, so, so at that time I felt like, okay, not much has changed. I mean, I had been through a lot of change, but I had reached a plateau of sorts. And when this new job opportunity opened up for me in Thailand, I thought, oh, shit, like this is probably the scariest thing that I could do right now is just leave everything behind and start anew alone. And and let go. And let go and just open up to, I don't know how this is going to be. I don't know what would I even like the food? Will I like the people? You know, what's going to happen? But because everything was unknown everything was possible Mm -hmm. as well, right? Mm -hmm. So not everything was in control. And these are the experiences that I can now say have grown me the most, you know, have brought me to the next level of compassion with myself in the times that I had no fucking clue how to go about things, you know, reaching out and meeting people and making new friends and actually trusting and surrendering as well to allow them to help in times of need or when I was feeling down, you know, when things weren't going my way. So, yeah, I say I, I think that opening up to that sense of curiosity, letting go of what you know and and that sense of that false sense of control uh, is a great gateway for you to to grow yourself as well, to evolve. There's a philosopher. I think it's Seneca, the younger. He says, easy choices, hard life, hard choices, easy life. And I think people think that the. The easy choices are the ones to not make them in the first place. I'm not going to decide because that would close off my other options. And the hard choices are the ones that come to you when you don't expect it. So if you, this is, this can be a separate conversation, but this is kind of the concept behind fear hacking is instead of letting fear, letting these hard decisions come to us, we should be seeking those out. We should be seeking out what's going to push us forward. What's going to make us step out of our comfort zone. What's going to open up possibilities for us that we have to let go, that we have to surrender. And if we can figure out a way, figure out a way to hack that so it doesn't catch us with our pants down and catch us in vulnerable positions, if we can put ourselves intentionally be vulnerable mm-hmm. into those decisions that we have to make that are difficult, I think we will have much more exciting, remarkable, and memorable lives that we can that we can tell Absolutely. our uh, next generations. And there's a beautiful quote. I hope I don't butcher it, but oh, I think it, <laughs> I think it goes like this: the way over or the way across is through. Mm. 
So it is through that doorway of the fear of the unknown, of, of the fear of like, ah, you know, can I surrender? Can I let go of control? That we make it through to the next phase, to the next new thing, to the next level. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. Deciding where the doors are, choosing your battles, analysis paralysis, Oh man. Anchoring, grounding. Anchoring, grounding. Yeah. Making decisions. This is a good, this is a good episode. I'm really glad we had this conversation. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us Mm. and uh, stay tuned for more information. Till the next time we will be talking in this podcast while Olivia is going to be the person who runs it. I have my own. If you'd like to check it out, it's called intro to extroverts. You can find it on Spotify, iTunes, wherever else you can, wherever else you can find podcasts. And it's it's all about uh, well I'll probably be changing it soon so it doesn't really matter but yeah until next we time we have a party to attend so take care people see ya.